can imagine in the future where, for example, I mean, ChatGTP is a teacher and 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 teaches a kid upon what what meets them at the level where they are. Yeah. And yeah. the message is personalized, and the training is personalized, and, yeah. and it becomes my maybe more like one-to-one education. Hmm, that sounds really fascinating. Welcome back to AR Revolution podcast. Happy to be here, a wonderful audience, and happy to be here with and Charlotte. Hello again. Hiya. And today's topic, we're going to talk about AI and the education industry. And when I thought about this topic originally, I thought, oh, are we just going to talk about cheating and like how, how students can evade cheating, etc. But then when I looked into this, I thought there's so many more aspects to AI and education, particularly on how AI is delivered in like how we can now deliver education differently, say teachers, et cetera, in schools because, because of AI, for example, in terms of automation, tasks could be automated, like lesson plans, et cetera, and, and students can, instead of just blindly going on Google, trying to find something, they could actually ask, shall TTP, et cetera, question. And there's so many different ways that now AI can influence education, but and I mean, when I talk about education now, I mean, for schools and universities, what about you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, definitely. And because the name of the podcast is AI revolution. So I, yeah. I definitely believe AI is revolutionizing the education because like, like you mentioned, okay, cheating, that's what first comes to mind. Like somebody's cheating their, you know, writing their essay with it and they actually get great Grades, but I believe we are moving to the direction where this sort of action is no longer cheating. Because, you know, what's the point of learning all of those stuff if the machine does it better? So I think all, all in all, the, the role of human beings will, will change a lot radically, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and the education must follow to the demand. So we are living in interesting times indeed. The one area I think that it has an enormous impact is like what we call personalized education. So in the past, you know, education has been one size fits all and, and the stu- tu- tutor standing in front of class and it's given sort of teacher-led, you know, desk-led education, I think it's referred to in Sweden, but, and not really seen how the message has been received and, and the kids or children have been at different levels, etc. But with AI now, you can actually much more personalize it. And so the algorithm could go in and see what, what the students have done in the past what, and what, what kind of challenges they have. And, and you actually haven't, the student might give them more fighting chance because it can be personalized or tailored to the individual students. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the school, one of the the problems in the school system today is that it is not so much tailored to the individual, like you mentioned. That it's not, and we now have studies and evidence of these people who who that some people just don't learn sitting still, and most of all children, and uh, then then they get diagnosed with this new things like ADD and ADHD, but how much do we actually know 
also about ADHD or ADD. Yeah. So, so, so how much do we actually know about those things as well? And, and if we had more tailored education, how much better would these difficult learners actually be? At the end of the day, I don't know what is your take on this, Charlotte. Yeah, as being psychologists that have studied this topic, I am very interested in this because yeah, I'm also wondering about this labeling of ADHD and ADHD because it might, it could just be that sometimes I think about when we think about children, it, you know, we have a difference between gray and white matter, and as we grow up, so when we are young, we have not lots and lots of connections in our brain, and as we grow older we drop more and more connection, which means that children aren't really going through. You can't really say that the six-year-old is in, behaving one way and, and a seven-year-old the other because it, it's very individual, actually, in the brain, mm. that how we learn, etc. And And you might find that some kids uh, catch up later. And, and I can imagine then that maybe labeling of ADHD and HDHD might help. And, but actually... We, we don't know really what's going on so much in the brain. And perhaps that better education system might actually catch these kids out. And and I know, for example, today, going to another area that kids are very into computer games and that sort of thing. And a reason for that is maybe because it's very shifting. Like if you look at YouTube, the attention is switch shifting. Mm-hmm. And they maybe get trained into attention shifting very yeah. quickly. So it means that the education system is maybe not hanging, you know, it's not to that standard, not up to the standard, but we're not doing that. It's not modeling that behavior, which means that maybe the kids are difficult to, to concentrate because that's not what they're seeing in their YouTube videos and games. Yeah, I do agree. And, you know, the, the human brain is definitely not made for TikTok or, or yeah. the short <laughs> videos. It is like they even have now these kind of new diagnosis of TikTok brains of, of a person, a young child who cannot concentrate at all because they have used these changing yeah. videos all the time, which is just not normal for human brain, yeah. in my opinion. But, but also, it's it's also another form of the one one of more positive side. We can see it as learning, like so it's not, you said, the brain has been trained to not. Information in, in very, very quickly. So it's, it's almost become like a, a new type of learning. It's a bit mm-hmm. like addiction. You, you, when someone is addicted, also you're training your brain to act differently to a new kind of stimulus. Yeah. So, but it means that maybe, or if, if these kids who have TikTok brain, maybe they could get a different type of learning then. Maybe we could use artificial intelligence to change the way they mm. train. Yeah, again, like we could actually find the gems behind this that yeah. we see we see it as bad and evil and, and hijacking the children's brains. But when we actually have a healthy attitude towards it, how can we actually improve it and, and make it a good thing, then maybe we can actually find the gems behind it. Absolutely. And and we can and I to say AI personalized AI can maybe change and improve. Uh, it, the education experience. Another era which I think it can really revolutionize is that you know that we can learn from anywhere, and we can bring. So in the past, maybe if your kids are one day to go, go to school, maybe they this can really help uh, and transform the homeschooling experience. AI, for example, 
and they might have access to more things they wouldn't have access to before. And and yeah, and it it can it can be education from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think there is many possibilities, and the the in my opinion, the only ensure things is that things change and the world change and, and when the world change I think you know the education system will definitely need to change with it and it's o- already been the trend with the traditional education system that it quite to be honest hasn't kept up with the changing world and because I have many friends who taken the school and said okay I learned more from listening to podcast and watching mm reading blog posts and then going to four years to bachelor's degree. And and I think the education system has been the back foundation of our development and it just needs to adapt to the situation. And also, and maybe a side note is that, I, I don't know, in the UK we have this back to school and they've basically shown how the school system has changed through the years. So I always thought that you would go to school and sort of get a sort of Mm. Everyone be taught the same thing, regardless whether it was 1950s and 19s, yeah, 2000. But actually, this program shows how the education system were actually very much biased to what was regarded as important at the time, or maybe particularly in the UK, so that in the 50s, kids would talk much more practical education or going, you know maybe girls for cooking or that sort of thing or physically, or and for boys like carpentry or physically education, whereas now it's much more social studies. And so it's that you're taught what is important. But on the flip side of this is, of course, that now AI is important. So mm. uh, so maybe definitely, I definitely think artificial intelligence should be taught in the school, but also that it is in, it, uh, AI is changing the way we, uh, the education is delivered. Yeah. And, and even, I mean, so, Particularly, one way is also, for example, exams could be done differently, and they could actually be also tailored to the individual the yeah. students. Yeah, and that that is a fascinating topic. So, and since we are talking about education, and you have education on AI, Charlotte, so would you like to tell shortly about how did you come up with studying AI? Well, so when I was a young person. I very much enjoyed watching a film called 2001. Ah, uh, yeah. In there. <laughs> Can you tell a... the audience? Because maybe not all the audience actually knows the recognizes the movie. So maybe yeah. tell a little bit shortly. So it's it's a basically it's a science fiction movie, and it's sort of it is a kind of odd. It jumps from different time frame, and but bits of it is. It's funny because it's like what it's it, it was recorded I think in 1950s or, or something like that, and mm. it's them their view of what they think the future will look like. But yeah. they they dress them in a time appropriate clothes as well, so it's, it's 1960s clothes in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think it's I'm not entirely sure. It's all about what well yeah what is how science what the future will look like and mm. and ideas about it. But one idea is that they have this computer who is controlling this spaceship or whatever, and then this astronaut, and his name's Hal. And in the end, he kind of, I think it's, 
I think in the 1950s, they had a bigger fear that machines were going to take over the world, etc. And it was all about it. It was called War of the Worlds or whatever, that aliens would attack machine-like aliens. And so in the end, how this machine, he, he kind of gets those evil, evil robots, but he talks to, he talks very human-like to this astronaut. Yeah. So I thought it would, that, not because of, of destruction, but I thought it'd be interesting to build something like that, a human robot that was intelligent and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that led me to study AI and in Edinburgh, but we did, well, I'm sure we could have built Tal eventually, but at that time we studied actually things like machine learning and neural network, which was maybe a bit removed, but it was like the starting point. But at that time, they hadn't been able to build, the only thing that was that they had managed to build was like an, an insect-like robot that was behaving like an insect. Yeah. The, the humanoids they had built at that time did not resemble very much, not like today, they're much more realistic. Yeah, at the time yeah, were, exactly. For basic stuff. I did not build how yet, but <laughs> I got some way to building a better image of the brain at least. But then I think for me, AI is always, I think I've always been fascinated by, by the future and, and what what the future will look like in the et cetera, and science fiction. Um, yeah. Literally in films like Star Trek and, mm. and Doctor Who has said, it's also about well, what the future will look like. And I think, I think, I mean, I've just seen the changes that happened in my life since I've been, and it's been enormous. So I can imagine if I'm looking at my son, you know, the changes of what is actually going to take place. I mean, into, I mean, to the school system, could we imagine that in the future, maybe AI could just deliver, like you can download a chunk and then mm. not just a brain implant, but maybe education delivered in maybe all virtually and uh, rather than, than old fashioned school system. I don't know. I just, some, I mean, sometimes it said to me, you know, the school system seems to be geared towards quiet girls. Mm. At least maybe that was the perception of school system in Sweden that they didn't always fit boys because boys tended to kind of be more rough and tumble, run, run around, etc. And 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 also the idea that you sit still, etc. And I mean, it is changing, of course. Maybe the schools might have to. I think they have more of group works, and it's not like when I was young, where we most people were sitting in rows. Is that what were your experience? Mm. Yeah, and that's the, yeah. Well, the teacher was standing in the front and giving a sort of universal kind of message, and there was hope that people would take it up. Whereas, I can imagine in the future where, for example, I mean, ChatGTP is a teacher and 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 teaches a kid of, upon what what meets them at the level where they are. Yeah. And yeah. the message is personalized and the training is personalized and, yeah. and it becomes my, maybe more like one-to-one -one education. Mm, that sounds really fascinating because we definitely don't have resources to have series for 20 kids. But when, when we are able to utilize this AI, we could definitely have this individual robot to teach each kid based on their level 
which in, yeah, which in turn would be much more powerful because it's tailored for for them particularly. Yeah. There are, however, some downsides of using AI. And one is that it, it doesn't always produce quality content or one issue with, for example, ChatGTP, it makes up stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, have you come across, I don't know if you use ChatGTP, but it, it does sometimes make up stuff. And I'm not entirely sure what, why that is, why, why it does it, because it doesn't have the content or it tries desperately to produce but there has been for example some legal cases where legal lawyer used uh case but used some cases recited some cases as evidence of something or other and they were actually there was something that shut gtp had just created ah oh, so they uh, and so he kind of lost the case or i mean he lost his reputation as well i think but so that is a problem with it. it. It makes up stuff that is not maybe true or, or it, it meaningless or it, it relies on predefined data. And so it might not be as original. Does yeah. Sense? Yeah. And, it's, it's true. Yeah. So how could we, I think that is one of the biggest conversations right now about the AI about is it biased or, and, you know, is it giving you false information and how can we get it fact checked and, and these sort of things. So I don't know, how could we improve this thing? Well, I mean, it's, it's some, there is a, in, in, uh, in, in science, a kind of phrase, it's sort of garbage in, garbage out. So if we train the data on bad issues, yeah. it's going to produce bad content. And also it also pretend how much we're training out. Like if we trained only up to 2021, maybe it's going to be less, maybe we need more training material. Maybe mm. we need to train it on the right things. And also we need to fact check. Maybe we do have prompt engineer. Maybe we'll, now we have a need a new profession called fact checking, fact checking engineers. So yeah. A bit like what they do in, you know, in newspaper. They used to do that. They used to have someone called fact checkers. So basically we can have a new profession or an old profession that can be in you know, it's fact checking. Like, so in newspapers in the old days, every time a story went out, or I think they still do it. I'm not sure. Maybe now they are using an AR algorithm to fact check, but you have to fact check all the resources. Mm. And yeah. That could be, and that could be kind of a recipe or a way of treat that. Like we mean, we need, we need ourselves to fact check the material, what AI, what, for example, Shatheed produces, because it is making up stuff and it is making nonsense sometimes, mm. but also there could be fact checkers employed, human fact checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Could check the content before, for example, if it's going out in teaching material. On the other hand, I mean, in teaching, you always be. I mean, I remember when I was student in the 70s, 80s, that we still had old textbooks. I mean, we had when we had old, even I mean, word maps and. Mm, yeah. So it's not that it's, it's a fair education. Always, it's like yes and go, but this could be a way of tackling that. But what's so your opinion? How can we? Yeah, my, my opinion is that we definitely need to keep the 
uh, humans there, just like you mentioned, do, do, do whatever fact check and, and tailoring for, for the people. But I think it would be much easier for this one teacher to just teach 30 children instead of having this presentation in front of everybody and trying to get everybody to learn. Instead, they have effective tools that they hear like the big picture. Maybe they teach it in front of class and then everybody gets a tailored uh, trainer from the AI. And then there is the teacher's role can also be to do some sort of fact checking and see that the robot doesn't get out of hands, <laughs> so to speak. One, one final topic I want to bring up, and I've heard this a lot, is about developing lazy minds. And it's just that it's study, I've heard it from a variety of, this is that we don't need to think anymore, that ChatGTP can do well all our thinking and kids mm -hmm. don't have to think anymore. I mean, I'm, this must have come up when the calculators came up, because I can imagine <laughs> old generation yeah, yeah. about calculators. Yeah. But that now... We don't need to think that everything is, and that critical thinking is becoming more important. And what what we are fed is this real. And you see this with advert now. We can't even tell the difference whether yeah, yeah, uh, the thing is real or not, and the misinformation. But also the fact that we don't have to think. We if the uh, information. We, information we don't have to write down things down now ChatGTP can create content it can we yeah. become lazy yeah i think there is there is definitely a danger for that and we were talking in the other episode about deep fake videos and all these ethical things that you can do wrong with with the ai so i do agree that we need to be more you know critical practicing critical thinking instead of just accepting things as a uh, true per se, but I do believe that, you know, it can even, if you really do it correctly, it can actually even increase your th level of thinking because if you advance, you get actually more advanced thinking. So let's say that you are, because in learning what I, I learned in school and in my life is that every time that you try to memorize things, you actually don't re retain the, the information. So let's say that you are, the kid is learning multiplication and then they actually, you try to memorize two times four is eight and so on. But if you learn the pattern, okay, two, two times two is four and two times four is six, you know, and you go, it goes to two, 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 two upward. And you remember the patterns, you will remember it better because you kind of, Re remember the system instead of memorizing things and the same thing if you try to learn anything then you know learning how it works so i think it, it requires much more thinking to, re to really go to these creative things whereas you know the ai can do the the, the fact or whatever the information like we have wikipedia if somebody tries to to learn <laughs> the encyclopedias that would be memorizing, not understanding. But I think there is much more opportunities now to understand instead of just memorize things. But I don't know. What is your take on this, Charlotte? Yes, absolutely. I was also thinking of another topic about, I think this would be our final one. It was about, so definitely I think that we need, still need our human brain. We still need going and, and 
as you say, root learning or or that sort of thing that that will help because it can train and certainly good for our neurons and certainly keep our brain active rather than being spoon fed the whole yeah. thing. But but another area which I've thought about, which although we now can deliver more personalized training, we can deliver more personal training in the home, etc. But it it can cause lack of human interaction. And what I mean is that in terms of now we can keep even more kids at home because they don't even have to go to school because we can we can feed them, spoon feed the education we can. Yeah. But it 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 kind of means that we even there will be even less human actor interaction. Yeah. So we don't now even to go to the library or we can get the whole library and also we can we don't even go to the to go to the travel service. We can get Chat TTP do the travel service. Yeah, and that's that's definitely true. And we were actually also talking in the other episode about AI yeah. and ethics. That would it be ethical for <laughs> you know AI robot to, to raise our kids? So I think in a similar yeah. way we could say have a debate: Will it be actually even ethical for AI to teach our children? And if and also, it is, the what what point? So in terms of you know values and things. So maybe. Mathematics, it will be awesome, but what about ethics? What about values, which is also part of school? And also, what about social learning? And exactly, and, and, most and, of all, yeah. And also about, I mean, but there is all already talk about the kids because when we were young, maybe we were out playing in the park, or we were playing with each other, or whatever. And now, the child maybe is in, in sitting in front of a computer or in or doing computer games. And or do all the education online and never sees any other kids. And in terms of social interaction and how that kid, child kind of, it's not learning. It's not interacting with other kids. It's not getting the social learning. Yeah. And yeah. this can be taken for society. It can be same. AI can have the same effect on, we see maybe people, more and more people are working from home. So we don't have the same yeah. interaction, social interaction. It can change the way we socially interact, which could be a downside. That definitely, definitely could be. I can, I can totally agree with it. So, so for some reason, for me, school time was difficult in, in not in, in terms of learning, but, you know, I didn't have many friends. I was really shy and, and I can see this development just happening, you know, more, the more we spend time with you know, computers in the future and just glued to the screen. I can yeah. see them. I can see this needs to be recent. <laughs> this Funny, but I also had a bad school time, but it was more to do with that. It wasn't the, uh, I, I was bored by the materials. <laughs> yeah. Because it was meant very much that everyone was supposed to be spoon fed the same material. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of your level. But yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, AI, so AI can have a downside that it can make social interaction more difficult, but on the other hand, it might be able to help students so they feel less left behind. So does it make sense? It does make sense. And uh, I think just good topics to raise, yeah. <laughs> raise on, on the conversation, yeah. like you mentioned. Mm. Okay, viewers, do you have any views on this? So please email us or contact us on our channels. Yeah. And we can, the conversation can continue online. 
Yes, keep the conversation going and check out going to Instagram AI Revolution 44 or then our website AI Podcast that online. So we would love to hear more about your insights about AI and education. Like, subscribe and follow. And most importantly, share this episode with someone who might benefit from it. And let's carry on the conversation in the comments and in our website AIPodcast.online. Your feedback and insights mean a lot to us. Thanks for tuning in and see you again in the next episode.